Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-host Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. Guys, before we start talking some UAB basketball, we have a special announcement. So after about a month or so, you know, kind of thinking this over, we are going to start a Blazer Victory Podcast Patreon. And for those that are new, Patreon is just a way for us and Blazer Victory to kind of give you guys some bonus content. But in order to join that Patreon, you'll just have to go to patreon.com slash blazerpod. I'll put that link in the description. But for just $5 a month, $5 a month, you'll be guaranteed a couple bonus episodes of the Blazer Victory podcast. And not just any bonus episodes. Jimmy is ready to cook with some Blazer basketball recruiting news, guys that the coaching staff are currently going after and what he sees happening. So that will be our first episode of the Patreon. And by the time you're listening to this episode of what we're going to call the free show, you can go ahead and check that out for as little as just $5 a month. And guys, you know, we're going to be real for a minute. We know that, you know, spending $20, $30 on a t-shirt is kind of a big commitment. So we decided to make this Patreon to where you can just donate $5 a month and we're going to give you some bonus content each month. So it helps us out. And let's be real. We have to come out of pocket to make (laughs) this podcast. And especially since we dropped our own website, blazervictory.com, that's another plug, but you know, we're, you know, coming out of a pocket for this and we've had several people reach out saying, how can we help support you guys? So this is a way if you do not want to purchase a T-shirt or a hoodie or hell, if you've already purchased a T-shirt or a hoodie and want to contribute more, go to patreon.com slash blazerpod and help support us. And like I said, we've already got an episode up for you guys to check out and we will have more coming. But exciting times for the Blazer Victory podcast. You know what I like, John? It also it also gives us uh, first of all, we're not just. We didn't just want to ask for your money, like, oh, you know, just donate. Um, we wanted to earn your money more. Like, I know people that said they they would have paid for the content we put out now, but I I, I like the feeling of just working for it. And right. so uh, making sure you guys get your money's worth. But since we're technically we'll be behind the paywall with the Patreon, with the bonus content, we can be a little bit more free there. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> we can uh, we can kind of we can dive deep. We can get into into the weeds of uh, the recruiting with Jimmy. And man, the, the stuff that Jimmy does is ridiculous on the on the recruiting front. I I tell him that in private. I'm like, man, this this is amazing work that um and how he catches on to to what's going on in, in that world. And and once Jimmy points me in that direction, I start breaking down film. And um, we we dive deep into these guys' games. What 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 to look forward to is really a bridge um, to the coaching into the coaching world into the recruiting world, and we'll be able to really really speak our minds. Well, we don't have to hold back as much as we did, especially like we did during football season. <laughs> so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be able to talk about it. Jimmy does fantastic work, John does a, a great, great job of just curating everything and just setting the table. And um, I feel like 
he puts us in position to really thrive. So I think I think you guys are really, really, really enjoy it. So not only will you be helping support us, I think you really will get your money's worth and um, you'll be happy you signed up. Definitely. And, and like I said, guys, it's just five dollars a month. And I know that other podcasts that do Patreon, like they have different tiers, you know, where like you can donate five dollars a month or twenty dollars a month or fifty dollars a month. But here we're just going to test, the, you know, test the woods out like we're only doing one tier. It's just five dollars a month. And that is going to guarantee you a couple of bonus podcast episodes only on the patreon and we think you know that is a great value for just five dollars a month and like darian said earlier you know we've had folks that have reached out and say hey can i donate like we don't want you know we we don't want handouts like we want to earn you know you know your trust and your money so for just five dollars a month go to patreon.com slash blazer pod the link is in the podcast description and you'll already see one where we talked about Blazer basketball recruiting. And guys, I can guarantee you, you're not going to find that <laughs> anywhere else other than on the Blazer Victory podcast. So hopefully we get 30 or 40 people signing up um, and just, you know, continue to build that trust and build the Blazer Victory podcast brand. And, you know, just thank you guys that are already clicking that link right now and signing up. And I guarantee you, you will not be upset, you know, and, You'll be happy and help move this thing forward. And and John, the best thing is you guys are gonna sign up. Y'all let us know what what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to yeah. talk about? What are what is what is the content that you specifically got a need for? Uh, that you have a need for? Like, you know, I'm not gonna make promises and say we'll be able to <laughs> help with everything, but you guys, y'all let us know. Um, I feel like we're friends. Like, y'all see us out in public. And everything, y'all come up to us. I love when y'all tweet like Thomas did, and he, he showed us uh, the hoodie he had. Yes. Very. So like those things that that keep us motivated, keeps us going. So just uh, communicate with us. Let us know what kind of content you guys would like, and uh, so we can help serve you guys better. And one more thing, I want to iterate to everybody: the free show is not going away. We are going to continue pumping out content left and right on this, you know, what we're calling the free show that you guys have, you know, loved and, you know, listened to for over the past three or four years. Like we're going to keep that. We're just going to have extra stuff on the Patreon for those that have been just craving more UAB content, craving more Blazer Victory podcast content. So definitely go to patreon.com slash blazer pod. But with that being said, now we can start our 2022-23 UAB basketball season end recap show. And guys, you know, we waited a few days to do this, but I guess it's time to discuss the NIT championship game. Um, UAB does fall to North Texas for the third time of the season in the NIT championship game. It was a close game. So proud of the effort, but UAB falls 68-61 to to North Texas. Darren, do you want to start us off on talking about that ball game and you know let's let's let jimmy do it man <laughs> <laughs> all right jimmy you're yeah, up. <laughs> still recovering he's not ready <laughs> hey, hey i'll take it before, before we start recording i i told darian i said hey the next morning elizabeth woke up because she had went to bed and she was like man darian is upset on twitter <laughs> 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 Funny stuff. oh god yeah. jimmy Jimmy, go ahead and let us know your thoughts. Hey, I'll say this. 
if we would have done an immediate reaction, I don't think I would have been ready. It took me maybe 45 to 60 minutes to like sit down and just write down my thoughts like in the moment, which I did. And I will share a few uh, with the listeners today. But that was a tough loss. There was so much buildup and anticipation, so much on the line. So, you know, I'm glad that we we had even more than just 45 minutes to 60 minutes to recover that we had several days because I know that we all needed it. So I know that we've got a lot of our listeners that um, probably would agree that they needed themselves some time. And, and heck, there's still going to be a little bit of that game that will carry forward with us, with the players, with the staff for a long time. And that just speaks to the magnitude of the game. But, you know, uh, where do we start? Let's not start with the shot clock violations. I think that's uh, that's too big of a moment to talk about first. But I want to talk about just the biggest positive takeaway for me. And that is that our team responded. So North Texas, they punched us in the mouth early by hitting their first four shots. They led by 10 at the half, but we really came out with much better intensity and were locked in there in that second half. Another positive for me was throughout the game, our ability to get to the free throw line. I thought that was something that we were going to have to do in this ball game. Possessions are so valuable. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But just the ability to get to the free throw line, I believe it was 31 times, was huge. Yes, we had seven missed free throws, which played a major factor in the game as well. But uh, we did a good job getting to the line. Um, we did a good job points off turnovers. We had 12 points off turnovers, which we needed bench points. We had 13, which was, uh, good. And, and then there were some things that, uh, I, I thought we missed on, you know, that I'll be transparent and say, you know, one area that I thought we needed to be very successful in was points in the paint. So in six of the seven losses for North Texas this season, the opponent scored 24 or more points in the paint and they were averaging 27 points in the paint in those losses. And we only had 18. So I think that was a factor in the game that we missed the mark on. And along those lines, from a rebounding perspective, I really thought that we were going to have to win the rebounding battle in five of their seven losses. UNT had lost that rebounding battle and we did unfortunately lose the rebounding battle in this game. I think it ended 31 UAB, 36 UNT. And, you know, throughout the game, uh, which is not uncommon for a team that is going against that UNT defense, we did struggle with shot making. So I believe we finished around 36% shooting from the field, which certainly played a factor as well. Uh, I thought that we would really have to be in that low 40s percentile, uh, you know, to be to win the game. With all that being said, it was just about as close as you can imagine. So, you know, again, it was a tough game. There were some areas where I think that we did really well, and there were some that maybe we just missed the mark on just a little bit. But there were also some really, really tough calls that we can't avoid, and that's where I'm going to kind of pass the ball over to Darian, who I know has some opinion on that. But, uh, you know, tough loss, but a fantastic end to the season. Last thing I'll say is I believe in the last 20 games for UAB, we were 16 and four, somewhere around that mark. And those four losses, I believe 
three were to North Texas, if I'm thinking here right, and then one was to Florida Atlantic. So again, those last 20 games, we had four losses, three of which were to the NIT champion, and one of which was to the final four FAU Owls. Outside of that, the team deserves a lot of credit for bouncing back, having lost five and five out of six games before that. So kudos to UAB for an excellent season. Hopefully many great years to come. Yeah, um, I had went and I just poured me up a drink. I got some Jim Beam right here. I got some Dr. Pepper. I kind of just mixed <laughs> it in. Figured I could just sit down and this is like therapy. You know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to work through our problems. Like Jimmy said, uh, it reminded me of therapy. He said he had to sit down and write out his thoughts in the moment. <laughs> just had to sit in it for a second. Um, well, first of all, I want to start off by saying, like, I know I can speak for Blazer Nation. Every one of us, like, we're so appreciative of, of those seniors that we have on the team. Um, I felt like they – I felt like the coaching staff, Coach Kennedy – and those players, I really felt like they restored so much pride, <clears throat> that Barco standard that we talk about. They restored it in this program so much. So I, I mean, I'm an extremely emotional guy, but at the same time, I'm emotionally intelligent. So I have big emotions. Let's say I, I feel like I'm talking to my kid. This is what I'm talking. I have big emotions, right? But I do a good job for the most part controlling them in a way. This is this was one of those games where you just wanted it not so, so bad because I feel like as a program, we've been, we've been through a lot, a lot of changes in the basketball program and the football program. But I think we're appreciative because we always see the same people show up, no matter if it's, um, no matter if we fight with each other. Sometimes I know we have a <laughs> large segment that, that disagree online or whatnot, but but we all show up, and so we're all really, really vested. Um, so many, so many people know each other. It feels like a large family. That's what I love about being a Blazer. Um, so, with that being said, it was just a game of runs. So, in those game of runs, it's going to be a game of emotions, big swings of emotions, because it was like. You'll be down seven, then you're up five, and then you're down two, and then it's tied, and it was just. So much, and, and props to North Texas, man. Um, we do a lot of, it's a lot of noise talk going back and forth, and them calling Jelly a flopper and all of this and that. But, but I was a guy that used to talk a whole bunch of trash on the field. But honestly, and in, in when you know it's competitive and you got to build yourself up so much like that, it's a sign of respect. It's that I have to build myself up. I got to come at you so hard because I know if I slack any, it's going to be lights out. So I respect you so much to the point that that's just what it is. It's war out there. Uh, you know, I re just remembering the game. I know, I know in the beginning I was upset that uh, transition defense was one thing that was kind of like, hey, guys, we, we can't sit back and slack. If you miss a shot, if you miss a, a layup, you can't sit there. You know, sometimes they'll do that gather out of bounds under the goal, like where they're kind of just looking or they're complaining to the refs. North Texas is a team that will capitalize on your every mistake. I don't I, I don't think they have the best uh, shot-creating ability 
like Tyler Perry is okay at that. Like he'll do it sometimes, but I I don't think they're very good at shot creating or shot making. They're average there, but what they are good at is that they make few mistakes. They really just capitalize. They are counter punchers. I tweeted that. I said you can't give them anything to counter. And um, I related it to boxing a lot with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, to where they'll just capitalize on whatever mistakes you make. And, and for, for whatever reason, I felt like in transition, that was – and maybe because North Texas is a slow team per se in pace, but um, I don't know. In the first half, we was kind of lethargic, and we talked about it in the Twitter space. Um, we wanted to see more passion. We wanted to see more fire. Um, North Texas had it, man. They they came out, they was hitting shots, and they just caught on fire. But we did a good job of staying in it. And then after halftime, we saw that fire. And that's when the game really, that's when those emotions really started going back and forth because we were going to run and they were going to run. I was like, man, it's kind of like football when it's, uh, when you have two teams that's scoring. You say to yourself, whoever has the ball last is who's going to win this game. And um, I felt like it was whoever's going to get the momentum for the last run. Unfortunately, they end up being the ones with the momentum for the last run. But they wouldn't have had it if the refs, <laughs> if the referees <laughs> called the damn shot clock violations that swung the momentum. There I it will is. Forever, I will forever stand by that. We was. Come on, man. What were we? We were up five. Were we up five when they first? Um, I think our uh, largest lead was four. Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, we were four. We we were up four. Something I I can't remember because I I probably my 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 mind is probably like blocking off the BS. But <laughs> we were up and we held thirty two seconds of excellent defense. They couldn't do anything. This was the most blatant shot clock violation. The first one was worse than the second one. But that swung the momentum so much because guess what happened? People, and this is this is also, I don't like this. Don't blame our guys for not getting the rebound. How do you not know that? Like, I would have thought, okay, shot clock violation. You'll kind of take a, all right, cool, our ball. Man, they, they just got the ball and... Don't blame our guys. Our guys did what they were supposed to do. That is the referee's fault. Don't say, well, we should have got the rebound. No, the referee needs to do his job. This is not a foul. This is not a missed foul call. You know, this is a blatant shot clock violation. It has sound and it has lights right there. The ball, I, we saw it from my TV. So when we, we, when we are in the middle of a run and we putting, we look like we trying to kind of starting to put them out their misery. You give them, you breathe new life into them. They get an offensive rebound. It's a scramble going on from there. Bam, hit a uh, three-point shot. You know how big of a momentum swing that is? So, oh, so they get they capture the momentum from there. We come back, we recapture it. <clears throat> and, and then in another big moment, I can't even remember the score or the environment surrounding the second one. But I know it was a big one also. I don't know if they were up one or we were up one. It was something like that. Another shot clock violation. You think one is enough? <laughs> like, 
that yeah. that's 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 unacceptable. I don't care what any you can have. I'm all for accountability. I am all you can go back and you can look at you can listen to our last podcast. And we sit here. First, it was uh, me and John and then me, John and Jimmy. We all sit here. And we we preach accountability and how we hate for people to blame refs. I do not like that. I do not. I do not blame the refs for our lack of energy when we first came out in the first half of that game or some of those stupid mistakes we were making, especially turning the ball over those pick six passes. That's not the ref's fault. That's our fault. But two shot clock violations in a game where the margin of error is already super thin, y'all. It's super thin. And people will say, well, look at the free throw disparity between the two teams. Well, guess what? We attacked the rim. That's that's what we do. We we get fouls, and North Texas is a hacking ass team. Like they're physical, but they foul a lot. That comes that comes along with being physical and playing tough nose defense. They foul a lot, so they can you can complain about oh look at Jelly flopping. Don't bump him as he's shooting a three. That is a foul. That's like don't complain about it. And okay, a ref might it might seem like oh that one isn't. A really a foul, but that's how the game is. Like it ebb and flows that way. Y'all, y'all don't think it's some fouls that was called on y'all on North Texas that we felt like wasn't a foul? Like that. That's that's how the game go. But two shot clock violations in critical moments in the game where the margin of error is razor thin is unacceptable. I don't see why that is com- doesn't compute for some people because they were able to convert and score because those calls weren't called. And that is like, that could have been a five-point swing. That could have been a six-point swing. That's that's too many points that's laid out right there. And um, unfortunately, hey, here we are. So in that case, I think it ended up being like a six-point swing or whatever. I know we lost by seven. The game looks more, way more different. If they don't call those calls, and then I know on that last one they were able to run more time as well, so that they they restarted the shot clock and they put us behind the ball too. Just call the calls. I'm not saying that we win. I'm saying that it is a lot. The game is a lot more different in UAB's favor. That's all. Take accountability, but face reality at the same time, guys. We got hosed on that in this. I'll leave it alone. Hey, I'll, I'll say this real quick. So when I was watching the uh, FAU game last night and the opponent, them scoring there at the last second, San Diego State, I immediately thought shot clock violation. Like it's like in my brain now when I see that and when I hear the buzzer, when I see the lights go off. And of course he got off. He, he had some time left there, but the way in which we watched the UAB UNT game made me immediately go to, oh, no way. Like, that's a shot clock. FAU's getting hosed. So I feel like it's going to take some time for me to overcome what we witnessed in that, in that it's, ball game. It's like, you know, I have, I have, uh, my dad was in the military, my father in law, and everybody's been, they've had the battle with PTSD of some sorts, and I've seen it happen in real life. It's like, how did, how did we, hear a shot clock buzzer, we see lights, and all of a sudden we we flashing back into the <laughs> North Texas UAB game. Like, oh, yeah. my God, we get cold sweats. <laughs> like, come on, you see you see the trauma that it's caused us? Unforgivable, man. 
Hey, hey, if we if we had a 31 second shot clock like UNT gets, Ty Brewer's shot against Middle Tennessee would have been good. I was just about to say that. I said, how come we didn't get those extra tick ticks of a second <laughs> at Middle Tennessee, like in Murfreesboro? Like, come on. But hey, Jimmy, we're gonna have to clip that where Darian went off. <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, first, let's, let's 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 clip it so they can so they can feel our rage. <laughs> first and foremost, though. That. Hey, I want to blame uh, Steve Irvine because he made a tweet at the beginning of the game that that how how great the officiating was, and then of, of course this happens. Yeah, so I, I'd like to first and foremost blame Steve <laughs> Steve Irvine. Uh, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. I mean, look, I'm not saying officials lost UAB this ball game. I will never say that. UAB still had opportunities in this game to get the win, and like Jimmy said earlier, I am very proud with the fact that they came, you know, we had that Twitter space on Twitter. Shout out to all you guys and gals that joined us, uh, twitter.com slash blazerpod. Um, we said these first few minutes coming out of the halftime, we're going to see if UAB's got that want to. And UAB had the want to. They came out on a big run. You know, they were down to ten, down by 10 to North Texas at the half, ended up taking the lead, leading by as many as four points. And then it just kind of dwindled away. All props in the world. To North Texas, and, uh, and then a shot clock violation happened, and they didn't well, call see, it. I'm I, sorry. No, 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 no. See, okay, that's, I, that's that's what that's what happened. That is what happened. I will give the officials that first one because everybody makes mistakes. Who, who who sings that song? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has bad days. I, I don't know, but for some reason I'm thinking of that song in my head. But you give them one. But when that second one no. happened, knowing darn well they effed up the first one okay that's not cool like you're gonna look at each other and tell andy andy kennedy on the sideline that you're gonna review it and then come back and say oh well we didn't call it so i guess we can't review it and then to do it again come on now and this is the nit championship game these are it's, supposed it's to be one of the one of the man. best officials in the yeah on, i mean man. the only basketball left is you know this championship game in the final four, like you, you, you're telling me that was the best officials that you can have on the court. And then we have to listen to those crappy announcers again, talking about how they are the best <laughs> officials on the court. John Franfoni or whatever his name is like, come on now. Like it's ridiculous. You, hey, Hey John, you just referenced a song. I got a song to reference for you. Eminem. He taught me. What's that? You What's only that? get one shot. Do not miss your miss chance to blow. Yeah. Blow the whistle! Do not I'm miss hell. your chance to blow the freaking whistle. It's the it's the championship game. Blow Do the not whistle. miss. <laughs> blow the whistle on. <laughs> the opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose yourself hey. in music. The mo- hey. Well, Darren, you lost it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> they 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 missed their chance to blow the whistle. It comes once in a lifetime. No. I don't give them that first one because the first one was very, very obvious. I know. Like, do, but you- do your job. Do your job. Do your job because this is the championship games. You're affecting these guys' lives and careers. You're affecting the coaching staff. You're affecting the legacy of this team. Do your freaking job. Don't don't mess up. Don't mess up. This is the opportunity to not mess up. And if you did, find a way to, like, just call it and review it at the monitor, like, if you're unsure, don't let it just go, you know? And, and we're reviewing like, oh. everything else nowadays. Like, how is that not reviewable? Like, how can you not go back? Like, okay, like, I re- if you're the official, okay, we really screwed this up. 
okay, let's just go back. Oh, okay. That was blatant. Even even McCaslin, who's no longer the coach at North Texas, he wouldn't have argued it. He would have been like, hey, I saw it from where I was. Like, yeah, he saw got, it. Yeah. We've got to start getting it right. And that goes back to even with the Sun Belt women's tournament. I think it was uh, Troy and somebody. Like, they had too many uh, girls out on the court, and the, the shot shouldn't have counted, but they couldn't go back and review that to, to prove that they had too many girls on the court. Like, if you've got something blatantly obvious, you should be able to go back and review it, especially when we're talking about postseason basketball. Like, come on now. Like, you've got to exactly. – get it right yeah but you know who's it gonna we're just gonna leave it alone we're gonna deal we're gonna carry these scars with us as we move forward into the aac and um just thankful for the staff that we got thankful yes. for the patient thankful to see this is a great plug and and transition for for people to transition to the patreon because we're so vested in this team and we're gonna lose so many people off the team and it's a lot of guys, a lot of great guys that we're looking at and that Jimmy has the scoop on just based off. And, like, listen, Jimmy does this off all hard work, right? Like, this is all him. So, um, and that guys that we're very, very anxious and ready to talk about and want you guys to become familiar with, um, even if they don't become part of the program. Some of them will, some of them won't. But we want to dive into it. So, Sign up for that Patreon, man. Like I know these riffs missed the call, but with Jimmy, he won't he won't miss a beat on this recruiting trail. <laughs> no. So <laughs> and, and you know we'll be here to cover it. So guys, it'll be well worth it. Check it out. Again, patreon.com slash blazerpod or click the link in your podcast. Uh you're listening to right now. You can just click that, sign up. Just five dollars a month. Help support us. Helps give you that bonus extra content that you are craving right now. And as we said earlier, like, where else are you going to get this content? Nowhere else. But, guys, I know we're 30 minutes in, but I just want to give a couple minutes to talk about these seniors that, you know, meant a lot to this basketball program here at UAB. Like Darian just said, you know, Andy Kennedy's coming back another year. You know, great things to come on the south side. 29 wins this season a program record. Yes, I know we didn't make the NCAA tournament, but you still got 29 wins. You broke the program record. Like, this team was rolling. You know, it kind of took them a little while to get rolling. You know, we had that rough stretch when Jelly got hurt, January, February. Um, But late February, or mid to late February to March, this team was playing some of its best basketball. You take away that conference usa championship game against fau and we know well the whole world knows how good fau is now but you take away that kind of bad uh performance like i this team could have gone far into the ncaa tournament at least sweet 16 but let's talk about some of these guys jordan jelly walker i mean what guys what can we say about him i mean i'm gonna miss seeing that seeing that guy play play on in bartow like he just brought so so much excitement to this program. And, you know, we all remember last year during March, you know, the Jelly Show and seeing everybody, the whole world talking about UAB. Like, I'm going to miss seeing uh, Jelly Walker on the court. Wish him the best. I know that he will be playing um, at another level soon. Ty Brewer, L.A. Brewer, Trey Jemison, man. You, we all kid that he's going to be the mayor one day of Birmingham, but you book it. He's going to be the mayor of Birmingham one day. Um, Taven Love and guys, I just I just want us to talk just a couple minutes as we wrap this up about 
how much every single one of these guys meant to the UAB basketball program and building it, you know, with AK, especially these last couple of years um, since he's been here. Um, but I'm just going to miss these guys. And, you know, like Darian just mentioned, we've got some more studs hopefully coming on the south side. Go to Patreon. Check out who UAB is looking at and what Jimmy's thoughts are, you know, on the roster. But Darian, Jimmy, y'all, let's just talk a few minutes about these seniors and, you know, the legacy that they've built and left with uh, UAB as this program moves forward into the AAC. Yeah, I can go first. You know, to me, the first guy I think about is Taven. And I'll just say the reason why that is for me is is the longevity, how rare it is for a player uh, to be at a program and contribute for as long as he did at UAB for some of his highlight dunks and just, you know, those are things that come to my mind. They played it in the in the pregame, you know, video with his dunk on the road at WKU. And he just had so many of those moments, dunks in the conference championship against La Tech. And, you know, just to see him come in, you know, under a different regime, contribute, stick with the new regime. I mean, it's just so beyond exciting and awesome for this program. He's just a good guy. And secondly, for me, Trey Jemison, you know, just for the story of someone to go power five, to have the talent that he does, to come back to his hometown to contribute in the way that he did for all those years, the big dunks with him showing his muscles, you know, after he gets a dunk and, you know, his his personal cheering, you know, team that he had that came to a few games and just seeing someone contribute the way he did for their hometown was just like really exciting uh KJ Buffin was just that X factor you know during his time at UAB you know he he was a defensive captain he just did so many things for us and it was just really exciting to see him play here the Brewer brothers uh I still remember I think it was a Friday night and getting the tweet come across that they had committed you know this past offseason two guys have contributed at different programs and you know chose to spend their last year at UAB to chase something that they had not experienced at their other programs and for them to be able to go out with 29 uh, wins LA struggled with injuries throughout the year I know that kind of you know uh, was not ideal but to see Ty finish the season the way that he did the notoriety from the pancakes pineapples and a little bit of water uh, was just really dang awesome and uh, Jelly Walker I mean my god what what can you say Uh, that dude smile that guy's energy, his love that he expressed for Birmingham, a city that also loved him, but him to be so open about just how appreciative he was and and just the energy that he brought in the court, the back and forth that he would have with AK and in interviews and the love that he shared for AK. And just to think about that whole guy's journey and just how much he meant to Birmingham and how much Birmingham meant to him. You know, needless to say, the guy's an awesome talent. He hit some big shots. He had some huge moments, uh, you know, break or tying the scoring record. You know, the the I called it when jelly happens, those heaters that he goes on before halftime. I don't think I've ever been more excited than uh, it might have been the game that he tied the scoring record right before halftime. He scored like nine points like in the last like minute and a half on just these threes. And uh, just he would just I mean, just get everybody out of their seats. So just we're going to miss every senior in our team we appreciate everything that you did for uab you truly set the standard in the last three years we made the semifinals of the conference tournament in ak's first year had a good squad 
and then we go to the NCAA tournament, win a conference championship in year two, and then in year three we're able to come in and make it to the NIT, um, you know, final and, and be so close to doing something that you know UAB has not done in their storied you know program history. So these guys accomplished a lot, and those accomplishments will ring true for me for for a long time. Hey, that, I I don't have too much to add to that. That was a perfect monologue, if you ask me. He, you know, went down and referenced everything, and I'm just appreciative. One thing that I really feel like this that this team really gathered is like the love that's shown, like the true, genuine love. And I'm so happy that they were able to experience that, and they were able to give it back. And that that as a player, I played here as well that is the that's the thing that you revel in the most like if you can take time and really appreciate that and see that that's something that uh in a big big time nil deal i, I understand like if somebody's going to give you you know six figures or something like that i i get it you know like you got to do what's best but you know you you kind of look for something real as a as a young man you know, you're going to be teenagers, young 20s. You need to find something real, something that as a player, this, this now this is beyond basketball or football or whatever sport we're, we're talking about in a program. That's what I would recommend is like find something real, find something genuine to where when when all of this is over with, like what fan base and what program uh, the people in the program is still going to be behind you because that's one big positive of um, being a part of uh, college athletics and uh, going through all this process is the connections and the, and, the, and the bonds you make. I really feel like this team really embraced. They really embraced that. Like, and, they, and that's starting with Jelly, you know, a guy from freaking New York. Like most of the time, if you go online, You'll see people from a New York or L.A., they'll talk down on places in the South like Birmingham. Like that's it might be a stigma, but that's the truth. But that's how you know he's a genuine guy, because if you I had a friend that stayed out west in L.A. and he loved it down here all because of the people like that's what he seek the most is like the genuine connections, people that will really be there for you when you need it. And um. Jelly was able to come down here and be a real person, and that's what he gave us, and we gave it right back to him. And I hope, uh, hopefully, we gave it back tenfold because this program we love him. We love Trey Jemison. Like just seeing Ty Brewer have that have that moment with the pineapples and everything. Like that's like just uh, examples of um, how we'll get behind. We'll get behind our players, and it might not be as many fans as a freaking Penn State or as the schools down the streets. But what we do, we we give it, we give it our all. And it ain't it ain't about the quantity, it's about the quality. So for all of those guys, the Brewer brothers, uh Trey Taven, as you spoke to his longevity and how he's just stuck around all this time. Um you know Trey, the president, the mayor, <laughs> uh Hopefully he really do become the mayor of Birmingham. I'm pretty sure we'll be behind him um, 200%. You know, Jelly, like, uh, 
just we can't say enough of how appreciative we are. And um, we'll 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 be behind you after basketball. That's what a true program and a true fan base does. Definitely. Guys, again, patreon.com slash blazerpod to get into the thick of things with Jimmy and his mind and looking into what the roster is going to look like for the basketball program going forward, what recruits the coaching staff are going after, who we might have a, you know, a legit chance of getting patreon.com slash blazer pod. It's up now. Help tell your friends, tell your fellow blazer uh, fans that, Hey, you're not going to get this anywhere. And dude, it's just five bucks a month. Like we, we can't make that any cheaper. We could, you know, we would if we could, but five dollars the less amount that we can charge. Um, and keep in mind, Patreon does get a cut of that five dollars, so we will not even get the full five dollars. But helps support us, helps give you more content, um, and hopefully you'll catch us in the Patreon. If not, we will have some football stuff coming up this week as well. Maybe an interview, spring game Thursday. Hope to see a lot of you guys out there at the spring game. But Darren. I think we can go ahead and close this episode out. Yes, sir. Blazer Nation, just blaze. Just blaze.